morning, traders. Welcome to today's Outlier Live, where we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data has to say about it. Top story of the day, market experts are warning of the slow-moving train wreck that is commercial real estate, which, when we talk about this, it's going to make total sense as to why this is a huge, huge, huge bit of trouble for the whole real estate industry out there. Second is, yeah, Boeing can't catch a break. Boeing planes uh, are basically falling apart on the runway at this point. Um, I don't know if I'd be wanting to fly in a Boeing plane today. And lastly, Oakland, California just shut down one of its most iconic restaurants and one of my favorites as well. So tune in for that and more on today's Outlier Live. All right, welcome to today's Outlier Live. Our top story of the day, market experts are warning of a U.S. real estate train wreck, a slow-moving train wreck. Commercial real estate could see $700 billion in default. At least that's what a billionaire CEO has predicted, right? Um, so I don't know about you, but... I have seen a tremendous shift in the way that people work these days. And, and surely you've seen the same too, right? I, I don't know the stats on how many jobs um, were transitioned to remote jobs during the pandemic, but I could, I could imagine that a lot of white collar workers, probably 30, 40, 50% or even more transitioned to a hybrid or work from home work environment I may never be coming back to the real estate offices, may never be coming back to the offices that the uh, companies had rented. Right. And you look at, at companies like WeWork, who at one point were darlings of the real estate boom, a shared workspace. And then everybody started working from home and then there was no need for that company anymore. And so what this article is continuing to talk about is the fact that the market has changed for your employees and employers. And because of that, we could be seeing some huge sell-offs in the commercial real estate sector. I mean, it just makes sense, right? When commercial real estate used to be 100%, maybe down to 80% occupied every single day, and now we're looking at occupancy rates somewhere in the 30 to 35% range, that's unsustainable. Right. I used to work in uh, in Dallas on the 13th floor of a building. And I hated having to drive into there every day and I hated having to go up the elevator and I hated the people that I worked with and I hated the job and I hated every single thing about it. But that building was full. The building beside it was full. The building on the other side of it was full. And it was all of us in the rat race going to our uh, day prison, I guess you could think of it that way, every single day. And now that's not the case. Now people have choices. Companies have choices. Uh, employees have choices. And it's a huge, slow-moving train wreck on the horizon for commercial real estate. So let's take, let's take a look at what the uh, article says here, right? This real estate entrepreneur has started to echo similar warning signs amid, amid massive issues in the commercial sector. Of course, there's massive issues in the sector, right? Nobody wants to go into work anymore when they can do. And they've trained on how to do the work from home for the last four years. If you're still working from home in 2024, I can't imagine that the company you're working with 
will say, you know what, we're better off at this point. We've trained you to work productively from home for four years. I can't imagine that company turning around and saying, you know what, we need to come in, come back to the office. Do you know how many employees have come into a, a company, worked their entire career at that company, or worked their entire tenure at that company, and then bounced while still working from home? Right? That's now the new. That's now the new norm. The Fed is the beast in the market. It has um yeah, it says this is why the Fed is the beast in the market. It has the Fed by a stranglehold because two trillion dollars of maturities in the commercial real estate space. And then if you look at high yield leveraged loans and investment grade bonds in the US corporate market, that's another one point nine trillion dollars. So the Fed is going to be forced to cut rates dramatically this year. These buildings cannot service the debt. So what does that mean, right? Let's say that I owned a uh, an office building, 27 floor office building, most most beautiful, opulent office building you ever said. Instead of Trump on the side, it says you on the side, right? And I can't fill it. I can't get butts and chairs. I can't get lease agreements. I can't get anybody to come into the office. Well, my probably $500 million loan, I can't pay that. I can't service the debt. And it's going to uh, default. And that's what this person says here, right? These buildings can't service the debt because they can't get people to take the leases. They're worth a fraction of what the original values were when these loans were made. And you're going to see massive defaults because there's no solution in many of these instances. Their comments are strikingly similar to another person's warning last week that says there's a generational shift on the horizon, painting a very ugly picture for America's real estate market in 2024. Hey, if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule. We cover the biggest headlines of the day, what the AI trading data has to say about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with the world's best AI stock trading assistant. Head to ovtlyrdeal.com to get a very, very limited time lifetime access coupon. Lifetime access to outlier.com. I don't think you're going to regret that at all. I think this $700 billion could default. The lenders are going to have to do things with them. They're going to be selling. It's going to be a generational change in real estate coming by the end of 2024 and all of 25. We'll be talking about real estate being just a massive change. 700 to a billion dollars, uh, 700 billion to a trillion dollars in defaults are coming. The factors causing default worries are twofold. One of these is that buildings, the contract vacancy rates have significantly increased up about 20% in places like New York, for example. And then of that remaining 80%, less than half of it gets occupied. Less than half of it gets occupied. And that's because there's been a seismic shift on how people work and where they're working. So I live here in Texas, and once uh, COVID happened, right, once people were moving around, being mobile and working from home, the whole neighborhood was flooded with people from California. That's because they have a seismic shift on where and how they're working. They're doing the same job. They're probably getting paid the same, but they've moved halfway across the country where taxes are lower, cost of living is better, and overall lifestyle is better. McDonald agrees, so this person, agrees with the other person's analysis and both argued the only way to help the situation and slow down the default process is with aggressive rate cuts. 
right? They don't want rates to, uh, they, they don't want these loans to have to refinance at higher rates because if they do, they definitely are not going to be able to uh, service the debt if they're having to pay twice as much as they did before. What happened was a one-two punch. COVID changed how people work. The fundamentals were going against New York and Washington and Chicago and other places that are blue and other places. And then interest rates ran up rapidly. There's, there was no way out. This person says, I think lower interest rates will save some buildings. They'll save some property owners, but not a majority of them. Uh, I think somewhere between March and April and May is what this person says. The probability of a soft landing in the eyes of Wall Street is going to come down dramatically. And the beast in the market because of this emerging credit risk, all these maturities in the next two years that eventually triggers a significant rate cut in the middle of the year. Remember, this is the most aggressive Fed we've ever seen. Uh, I do consulting with um, financial institutions all day long. And one thing that I tell them all the time is that this Fed, Jerome Powell right now, they're either all the way on the gas or all the way on the brake. There is no in-between. They're either raising rates as hard as fast as they can, or they're shoving them down in the ground. And I feel like there's no point in time where they're doing somewhere in between. So yeah, I also agree. This is the most aggressive Fed we've ever seen. It's a very left-leaning Fed. They're going to try to help the current White House, and they're going to do everything possible. That's also something I've been speaking about, right? I wouldn't be surprised at all if all the shenanigans get pulled out this year going into the November elections. I think we're going to see some huge promises with student loans getting paid off, which was the big deal in 2020. They said, oh, don't worry, we're going to pay off your student loans, which they have not done. I think they're going to see a lot more promises on that. And and for those people who can get it for them, I do hope that they do get it. I do hope that they get their their student loans forgiven. But I think overall, that's going to cause even more inflation, which I do not look forward to. So on an individual level, by all means, I hope that works out on a global macro level. Uh, it's not going to be good for everybody. <laughs> so let's take a look at a real estate stock. Uh, DHI, DR Horton. If you look at DHI, we actually got a sell signal back on January 4th. And DR Horton, of course, builds lots of homes out there, but it also builds incredible signals like this one here showing a 171.24% return. So if you want to build up some of these signals just like this, head to ovtlyrdeal.com to get an incredible lifetime deal that you will never see again on these AI trading signals from Outlier. Now let's go take a look at what the internet has to say about this, right? US, affording, US housing affordability is worse today than at the peak of the last housing bubble. And as you can see here, right, the affordability is, is astronomically high. The median household uh, would need to spend 45% of their income to afford a median priced home, right? This real estate bubble, this real estate problem is hitting not just commercial real estate, it's hitting everybody out there. Everybody out there. This person says, that's why I expect more correction and they're not buying REIT stocks. Everyone is rolling in cash from the COVID boom, so income doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I don't know about that. Homeownership is higher than the 1950s. Yep. Uh, let's see. There's one here I saw that I want to talk about. Uh, given the current housing affordability in the U.S., what do you think is the most viable solution? Reducing home prices. How do you reduce home prices? By raising rates, right? If you need to find a buyer and you can't change the rate, if you need to get out of your home and you can't change the rate, what can you do about it? 
you can reduce your home price. That was why they raised rates, trying to curb inflation. I know it sucks for all of us involved, but by raising the rates, that was the goal, to reduce the home prices so that desperate sellers were able to find those buyers. I actually today was supposed to be flying to South Carolina from Texas, and, and thank goodness that meeting was turned into a Zoom meeting. Because if I knew that I had to get on a Boeing airplane today, um, and maybe you're doing that right now, I don't know if I'd be so stoked about that. Because a Delta flight reportedly cleared for takeoff, lost a front wheel. One of the wheels fell off. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Boeing can't catch a break. Last week, the doors are falling off their plane as you're flying around. This week, the uh, the wheels are falling off the plane. And it's like, what are you going to do here? If you own Boeing stock, um, I kind of feel bad for you. <laughs> if you uh, are a frequent flyer or a pilot or a airline uh, flight attendant, I also feel bad for you because I would not want to be in that. I think this this job just got a lot more dangerous working in that industry because Boeing can't put their planes together correctly, right? Delta Airlines, uh, a Delta Airlines flight aboard a Boeing aircraft lost its nose tire moments before it was supposed to take off from the Atlanta airport on Saturday. And the Delta 757, Delta Boeing 757 was cleared for takeoff and was taxing on the runway when one of the nose cone wheels, one of the nose wheels came loose and rolled off the runway behind the aircraft and down an embankment. Are you serious right now? This is something like out of uh, the airplane movie from the 80s, right? Oh, the no, the wheel just fell off. <laughs> Watch as it rolls down the, the runway. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sounds like we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Um... <laughs> these people right uh, boeing boeing was once known as like or at least in my opinion was once known as like the preeminent aircraft right oh i'm gonna go fly in a 747 that that was like a status symbol back when i was growing up and now flying on a boeing what was that the 777 max that like had all these issues and now the plane the doors are falling off the wheels are falling off I don't think that they're picking on Boeing for trying to find these news stories. I think it's just the fact that all this is happening all at once really isn't it a testament to how the uh, quality control has not been on par with Boeing, right? Yeah, we saw that tire roll off down the runway. It looks like it went off the runway, probably down the bank there. Give me a break here. Hey, if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule, and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data has to say about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with AI today. Start trading with the world's best AI stock trading assistant. Head to ovtlyrdeal.com to learn more. Eventually, the other planes were rerouted while the Delta Boeing 757 was forced to sit on the runway for about three hours waiting to be towed. Listen, these people who were sitting on the runway for three hours were not very happy about it, right? They had places to be. They had things to do. And... The wheel falls off.
How excited are you to go to the next plane? I wouldn't be. <laughs> if I were getting off this plane right now, I'd be like, maybe I should just go over to the uh, rental car counter and drive because flying there may not uh, be the safest choice. But let's take a, a look at what the AI trading data has to say about Boeing. Uh, we talked about this last week. We got a sell signal on December 28th, right about 10 days before the, the doors fell off of the Boeing jets. And now the wheels are falling off. We still have a sell signal and we still have signal returns as high as 47.73%, which is sky high. If you want to get your hands on some of these sky high signals, be sure to head to ovtlyrdeal.com to get your hands on lifetime access to the world's best AI stock trading assistant for one itsy bitsy tiny price. So let's take a look at what the internet is saying about this here. The wheel of a Delta 757, Delta Boeing 757, just flew off while preparing for takeoff in the Atlanta airport. The wheel then rolled down the runway. Um, could have been catastrophic if that happens a few seconds later. I think it was catastrophic in general. It's too bad that we don't have cell phone video of this. Like, how, how do we not have cell phone video of this, right? Uh, the FAA con uh, confirms the nose, nose wheel came off. And the plane stayed on the runway for several hours. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear that even Delta plane was aware that the wheel came off. Jeez Louise. If the other planes hadn't noticed, it could have been really bad. The front wheel fell off. Yeah. And then Elon came through with the exclamation point like, what? Are you serious right now? Yeah, it's getting to the point where this, uh, this many recent close calls and mishaps is beginning to look like the airlines are trying to bring a plane down. Is it just me thinking this? Have you ever seen this many accidents within days of each other? Missing bolts? Are you for real? What is going on? Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea what's going on at Boeing, uh, but I would not be too excited if I had to fly somewhere today. My favorite hamburger place is closing. I don't know about you, but I love a good In-N-Out burger. Man, I get that animal style. Every once in a while, if I'm trying to be healthy, I'll get the double-double uh, animal style, protein style, where they take off the bun. And then it, if you thought it was messy before, it gets real messy. When you got those two lettuce uh, slices and it just slides right off that. Oh, yeah, you're basically looking at a salad at that point. But Oakland, California's only In-N-Out burger is closing due to crime. Now, this is not a fault of In-N-Out Burger in itself. This is a fault of the city. This is a fault of the voters. This is a fault of the people who said, you know what, let's defund the police. What, what bad could happen? This is what can happen. You defund the police, crime starts to go rampant. I literally do not understand the defund the police movement. How could that have ever made sense to anybody? And now you've got businesses like this closing. Uh, CVS has closed tons of stores. Target has closed tons of stores in these blue states, in these blue cities. And I feel bad for the companies because they, they provide jobs. They provide a service to those people who are actually trying to buy it. And they can't even do that. They, they, they've decided the best course of action is to get the hell out of there. And I don't blame them. I watched this video the other day. It was, uh, I think it was in Chicago. They had closed the Walgreens for a similar situation, right? Just rampant crime. 
And this person from the community was like, Walgreens has a duty to provide for this neighborhood. How dare they close? They need to get back in here and service this community. Yet at the same time, they couldn't keep the doors open because the crime was out of control at that location. Which sucks for the people who needed it. For the elderly, for the sick, for the people who really needed that pharmacy in that neighborhood. Now they have to, to travel to a different one, of course. But you can't expect for the companies to look at the situation and say, yeah, you're right. We're losing tons of money here. It is super unsafe. Um, we should just stay open. In fact, you know, maybe maybe we should maybe we should put a second location right here. No. The only In N Out Burger in Oakland, California is closing in Oakland. The only In N Out bur Burger in Oakland, California is closing due to unsafe environment. I'll tell you when I first read this headline, I thought it said the only In N Out Burger in California. And I'm like, what? There's only one in California? How's that possible? <laughs> uh, let's see. So it says the restaurant is the only one in Oakland and that regular break-ins, property damage, theft, and armed robberies of customers and employees led to the decision to shut down, right? You're trying to go to work. You're trying to have a burger. You're trying to just have a great Sunday afternoon. We do this someday, some Sundays after church. Some Sundays after church, we like to go to brunch and uh, just really do it up big. And then other Sundays, we got things to do. We got Boy Scouts to get to. And it's like, all right, let's, let's hit the in and out on the way home. It never disappoints. But if I knew that uh, there's a chance of a regular break-in, property damage, theft, or, oh, oh, yeah, how about some armed robbery with a side of fries and a, a strawberry shake? No, I'm, I'm never going back there. And that's what happened. We're grateful to the local community that supported us over 18 years. And what happened over those last 18 years? These communities got lefter and lefter and lefter, woker and woker and woker. And then they decided, we don't need any police. We're going to defund the police and then well, just hope for the best. No. We recognize this closure impacts our associates and their families and the neighborhood too, right? Additionally, this location remains a busy and profitable one for the company, but our top priority is to be the safety and well-being of our customers. We can't ask them to visit or work in an unsafe environment. And for that, I'm actually really happy. I'm glad that they are taking that step because they said, we're not dealing with this. We're getting out of here. The Oakland Police Department did not immediately respond, uh, but data collected by the San Francisco Chronicle shows nine robberies, two commercial burglaries, four domestic violence incidents, and one, this is unbelievable, 1,174 car break-ins. 1,100, nearly 1,200 break-ins. So you're talking over the course of a year, probably, four car break-ins a day. I mean, just despicable. Absolutely despicable. And in fact, um, when I was looking at uh, the tweets on this, the very first thing was showing a video of a person getting out of another car, walking straight up to another one, breaking the window and going into it. It just sickens me. What's wrong with you people? Why would you vote for this? But why haven't you checked out Outlier? How about that for a transition? If we take a look at Yum Brands, so uh, In-N-Out Burger is not a, a traded stock, but Yum Brands, which has headquarters here in Texas, actually got a buy signal on Yum Brands on December 26. 
And this is pretty yummy. Signal returns, very tasty signal returns of 57.85% following these outlier signals here. So if you want to get your hands on some delicious returns just like this, be sure to head to ovtlyrdeal.com to get access to the world's best AI stock trading assistant for a, an extremely, extremely low, low price. And this is a very, very limited time deal. So take advantage of that for a lifetime deal before it's gone. And so let's go back to this. Let's see what the internet is talking about this here, right? It says In-N-Out Burgers officially decided to close their first location ever in Oakland. This decision was due uh, to the high crime activity and car break-ins. And you can pause and read all that if you want to. I don't want to read that. And I don't want to watch this video because it just absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. But the workers will be transferred and can receive a severance package. So that's good. Their last day will be March 24th. Bay Area is the Wild West. Yeah, congratulations, independent Democratic voters. You did this, right? Five guys would never do this. Well, can't fall in and out, Burger. It's unfortunate how far some cities have fallen. It really is. It, it is. It's despicable to me that people voted for this. It's despicable to me that uh, communities allowed this. And I don't understand why um, defund the police was ever something that made sense. If you wanted to defund the police, you're going to have buttloads of crime. And that's what you have now. But YouTube thinks you're going to love one of these two videos, so be sure to click those to watch more. And thank you so much for tuning in today's Outlier Live. We'll see you on the next episode.